guys and gals and welcome back to the we love horror podcast the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror i am michael and today i am once again joined by my dear friends and special guests sam and brendan from our life in horror how are you guys good how are you yeah, we're really great thank you <laughs> happy to be back <laughs> yeah i know it was literally like two days ago that we recorded the last episode so i mean hey this is fun i'm glad that i'm glad that we we're getting you on a second time so yeah and I'm excited. Um, and uh, this actually marks our first episode of the Summer in December series that I'm doing all month long during December, because I feel like most people do like, you know, Christmas horror on Christmas. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do kind of like the opposite of that and do like a because I did a winter in July thing last year where it was like winter themed horror movies all month long during July. And so now I kind of wanted to just do like a um summer and December thing to kind of switch it up a little bit. So I'm excited that you guys wanted to be a part of that as well. So thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah I think it's a <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great theme for a month actually, especially when it's a cold one. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm already fucking over winter. So I'm just like think warm, think warm, summer, summer, summer. Like all month long I'm like summer themed horror movies. Keep me warm, please. <laughs> I feel you. It just started snowing here and I'm I'm not liking it. Yeah, I'm already over it too. Oh, it's the worst. I oh, I hate winter. <laughs> I thrive. I thrive in the sunshine for sure. <laughs> I I don't I don't do well in the cold. So it could be like sixty degrees, and I'm like acting like I have hypothermia or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you guys for coming on again. I'm really really excited to have you. Um, and yeah, this is gonna be a really fun episode. But before we start that. Uh, do you guys want to plug in your podcast, your Instagram page, all that fun stuff real quick? I'm doing it this time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you can find us at Our Life in Horror on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Um, you can you send us an email at ourlifeinhorror at hotmail.com. And now you can find us on your streaming services. We have a podcast <laughs> up and we're uh, two episodes in and coming this Monday, we are going to have our third episode out with our first review guys this is very exciting stuff Ooh. and i already know what the i already know what the movie is i'm not going to spoil it for anybody but i'm very excited because this oh i'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say about this film so, we actually so we actually ended up teasing it on our page just so people would watch it yeah <laughs> oh you did yeah because our buddy's like I, he wants to listen to the review on monday and i asked him if he's seen the movie and he's like no and i'm like okay maybe we should post it so people know to like watch it first i want to know how like this movie has like fallen under the radar for so many people i i don't understand like, i know the, and, and the, i feel like i feel like it's starting to come back but not like crazy yet like it should Maybe this... Joyride, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want to I just didn't want to spoil it for you guys if you guys oh. haven't shared anything. So I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't say what movie you guys were talking about in case you didn't want it to be. Yeah, sad. yeah. I appreciate that. But yeah, Joyride. <laughs> yes. oh, such a fucking good movie. That movie I watched that movie and I think to myself, I'm like, that is like the classic of example of a thriller. Yes. Yeah, like done very, very well so well it's one of the best horror movies in my opinion that's ever been made 
So love it. It's on my top 10. Yeah. So good. I was so happy when it was on your top 10, Sam. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But. I remember watching it for the first time and it really stuck with me. Yeah. We watched all three of them almost right in a row, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oof, the other two, not so great, but good kills though. Good kills. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is kind of funny because uh, Ted Levine, who is in this movie that we're talking about today, he does the voice of Rusty Dale, which yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, we, no- we noticed dope. that too. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I really love this movie. I think it's great. Um, but uh, yeah, great plugin, guys. Your podcast so far is amazing. I think your page is amazing, and I think you guys are amazing. So right back at you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I know it hasn't been long since we recorded last, but have you guys watched anything else new since we recorded last? No, we honestly have not had time because, well, we watched Hills Have Eyes and mm. yeah, we haven't had time. We uh, we, we sort of like kind of glanced over Todd versus the book of Pure Evil last night, the TV show. We just like glance at it. It was just on in the background. So every once in a while, something crazy would happen and you just kind of watch it. Yeah, we were at a friend's playing uh, horror trivia. Yeah. So that was on in the background. So we we didn't really sit down and watch it, watch it. But it looks really interesting, though. I want to watch it. Yeah, that's cool. It got a good lot of good practical effects in it. I've never even heard of it. So is it like a newer show? No, it looks old. Yeah, it looks like early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s. It was on what, Prime? Yeah, three seasons, I think, uh, Matt said. Yeah. Huh. You should check it even, out. Yeah, I should. I didn't even I didn't even know about it. So it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll have to have to what's it called again? Todd. Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I've never heard of that before, but yeah, I haven't heard of it. So <laughs> but <laughs> um as for me, I forgot to mention that I had watched Don't Worry don't worry darling on the last episode that was one that i missed yeah we just picked that up yeah we haven't watched it yet but Ooh, okay did you like it um okay like i feel like it's getting a lot of hate and i don't i don't understand the hate that it's getting um i i will say it's it is kind of disappointing um i i liked it i think i think it's a really nice made movie like it's a well-made film the acting is amazing obviously you've got florence Pugh, chris pine Gemma chan like all these amazing people in it so of course the acting is going to be topped here but there's just things that i feel like could have been done better there's things that kind of lead to nowhere and it's just kind of like okay so that was just a stylistic choice with no sort of merit behind it whatsoever there's just a lot of things that happen in this film where it just kind of goes nowhere and you're just kind of like okay or or it gets to a point where it kind of starts to feel a little repetitive as well um and like i also don't understand why people give harry Styles such a bad rap for acting in this film like he's not the greatest actor in the world he's just started acting recently but like i would say his acting is serviceable but when you're up against people like florence Pugh, for example like when you're uh, when you're starring opposite florence Pugh, who is like up here it's like automatically if you're not to that level it's gonna make you seem like you're down here yeah that's unfortunate for him yeah 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 um so i hear a lot of people giving him crap for his acting in this movie i don't think it's bad but i don't think it's great either so okay i don't know we're gonna it, have to watch it soon it, it's a, it's a good movie like i i don't think it's horrible it's it's i've definitely seen worse it's just i think it's a concept that we've seen before um done slightly differently but still kind of the same you know just 
And like I said, it just kind of, there's certain things that just kind of lead to nowhere where you're just kind of like, okay, what was the point of this? Yeah. Um, so just, just for a warning, you guys, before you get into it, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, ruin your guys' watching experience for it by saying it's it, it disappointed me a little bit. You guys might like it. I don't know. Everybody's different when it comes to film. I just, I just felt like I was going into, I was going to see something that I hadn't seen before. And it was kind of something I'd already seen before. So. Okay. I try to go into movies as open as possible. I try to. It's really hard sometimes, but you got to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like all the drama, like the the pre-drama before the movie dropped, kind yeah. of kind of <laughs> gave this movie a bad rap from yeah. the get-go. That like was we, very long drama, too. <laughs> it was wild. Like the shit that the the shit that was going on i was like holy crap what is happening here <laughs> but i didn't even, like know any of the drama you told me a little bit but other my than sister that, told me anything. about it i didn't either and she tried to summarize it to me in like freaking 30 seconds or something and i'm like uh what she's like go on tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous it's like did did harry styles spit on chris pine did harry styles not spit on chris pine blah blah blah, blah. it's just so stupid like some of the drama is just dumb yeah but anyway yeah that's that's all i've really watched i haven't had much time in between the last time we recorded either so i've been back at work I haven't been sick anymore, so I've Yay. been I've been working again. So, but uh, yeah. So, sorry that there's not more for us to report on today. But we, <laughs> like I said, we literally just recorded with each other like two or three days ago. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, the, we're not gonna have much to report on three days after the fact. So, but um, as far as that goes, with that business aside, would you guys like to get into the we love horror question round? absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like yep <laughs> i'm getting nervous i'm like what's gonna happen <laughs> all right well since you guys are the honorary guests today you guys get to go first so hit me with your question i'm gonna let brendan ask this time because i did last time and he came up with it today in the car yes okay so if you could be any slasher character which slasher character would you be like the villain yes like michael myers i knew that was gonna be yeah, your answer as soon as you said it in the car i'm like i feel like i know who he's gonna pick but we'll, we'll ask anyway and just see. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm a pr- pretty basic bitch like i will <laughs> i will literally probably go with the most basic bitch answer okay either michael myers or Ghostface. he's a fun one okay, okay. yeah but because he actually gets to talk and yeah, Michael true. Myers doesn't get to talk much, but Michael Myers is also like indestructible, so he can't die. Yeah, he's a super stiff though. Like Ghostface just flails around, oh, yeah. Trip, <laughs> trips on everything, <laughs> flips over couches, you know that kind of shit. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, what about you guys? What would you pick? Oh, I would probably be either Tiffany Valentine or mm. uh, Jennifer, Jennifer's body. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I will also second Sam on that. I would love to be Jennifer from Jennifer. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think I'd like to be Freddy Krueger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get the talk, get to create some crazy 
dream kill sequences, you know? I go way more creative than the movies, but... I <laughs> of course you would. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Think about it. It's your dreams. You can do whatever you wanted. And you get the ton from all amazing one-liners. Yeah. That's true. Very true. Except, you, except you're kind of scary and ugly, Brendan. I mean, you're not scary and ugly as you are now, but if you were Freddy Krueger, you'd be all burned and gross and... Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Can't have everything we want. No, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a great question. I loved that question. I'm sorry, my answer was uh, so basic, but oh no, it's good. Yeah, he's he's my favorite slasher villain, so I wouldn't go with anyone other than him. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. But um. Uh, speaking of what Brendan was just saying, that's a perfect segue into my question because he was talking about how you can kill creative, uh, have creative kills. So uh, in the film that we're talking about, The Hills Have Eyes, they come up with a few different ways of killing, you know, killing people in this movie. Um, so I guess my question to you guys is if you were in a scenario similar to this uh, and you had to like set up a booby trap or like find a way to kill, a, you know, a villain in a horror film, what what's the most creative way you can think of to kill them? Ooh, hmm. This is actually kind of perfect because I thought about this while watching the movie. So what I would do is, you know, in the movie, they have the uh, propane tanks and they, I don't know, spoilers, I guess. Um, <laughs> We're deep diving here. We're getting yeah. into it anyway, it's <laughs> fine. This, this movie's really old. So if you haven't seen it, that's on you. And the whole episode <laughs> is going to be about it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the kids, uh, they trap the one guy in the RV and they blow up the whole RV. Yeah. Um, what I would do is I would have taken, I know this sounds bad, but I would have taken like my mom's body and put it somewhere and then rigged up the propane tank to her body and like some matches or something when they go to take the body because they always come back to the bodies have it so it ignites the propane tank is essentially blowing them both up okay (laughs) i kind of like that (laughs) i do like that (laughs) i can totally see that being a thing (laughs) i love that you were thinking about that during the movie (laughs) yeah i have some more reasons why i would do it that way but we'll see we'll get into it when we get into the movie okay all right, Sam, it's your turn. <laughs> I feel like, uh, what's her name? You know, Brenda and how she's like in the trailer, all frantic and freaking out. That would probably realistically be me. But um, if I had to be creative, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, that long chain with all the spikes. Oh, yeah. I guess I would maybe try and wrap it around their neck. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> I know that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty lethal. So, otherwise, I'd be hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hide the whole time. <laughs> Good answers, guys. That was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> what about you? How would you do it? Yeah. Oh, put me on the spot now. Dude. Yeah, this is coming back at you. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the. <sighs> I don't know. I'd probably do something with the dog. I know the dog does a lot of killing in this movie. Actually, the do- the dog the dog has a the dog has a big role in this movie. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes. Um, I don't know. I probably have the dog like incapacitate them in some way, shape, or form, 
And then I would just take the pickaxe and fucking chop their head off. Probably, actually, no. I would start slowly because if these motherfuckers killed my entire family, I would chop them limb from limb very slowly. I'd chop their legs. I'd I'd start with their feet and then their hands and then their legs and then their arms. And then I would lastly chop off their head to extend their suffering because these pieces of shit don't deserve anything better than that. Watch them squirm. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) As the listeners are like, damn, Michael's kind of a psychopath. It's fine. (laughs) But yeah, no, that would be my way. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, get him, boy. Get him, beast. Sick (laughs) him. We love the dogs in this movie. We wanted to get dogs and name them. Well, we we were going to name one Beast. We don't really want female dogs. Otherwise, we would have done Beauty and Beast. Yeah. But that was our plan a little while ago. And we love ended it. up with Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up with Bruce instead. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was fun, though. I enjoyed that. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, it was a good question around. Yeah, I was. I liked the questions that we had today. Those were fun. Um, but, uh, without further ado, with all the, you know, all the intro stuff out of the way, do you guys want to get into the Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. Yes, please. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So the Hills Have Eyes came out in 2006. Uh, it has an IMDB score of 6.4 out of 10, which I'm looking at that right now. And I'm like, that's a bit puzzling to me because that should be way fucking higher. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I'd yeah, give, I know. <laughs> we'll we'll save our we'll save our ratings for the end, but yes. I would definitely put this movie way fucking higher than a six point four. I mean, this movie is almost is this movie lower than? No, it's not. Cabin Fever was a five point six, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is because, pretty close, though. I know, and I'm like, Which is jarring. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the synopsis is a traveling family falls victim to a group of mutated cannibals in a desert far from civilization. Uh, and it was written and directed by Alexandra Aja. And he's he's no uh, stranger to the horror genre. He's made some pretty heavy hitters. So he's made High Tension, uh, Mirrors, Piranha 3D, which is another fucking fat. I love Piranha 3D. I think it's a great remake. I haven't seen it in years. Since I haven't either. I know. I don't even remember it. Yeah. I would totally rewatch it though. It, I think it's a fun one. I think it's really fun. Uh, he made Horns, uh, Crawl, and Oxygen. I also was confused because I could have sworn he directed P2. But I guess mm. he just kind of helped write the story for it. But he didn't direct it. I could have oh, sworn yeah. he directed it though. So when I was looking at his IMDb stuff, I was like, where is P2? It should be on here. And then I was like, why is it on here? And then it it's showed that he was like credited for writing like the story of it. So, oh, okay. We just watched I'm, that movie for the first time last year or two so years good. ago. Two years ago. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I like P2. Such a good movie. Like when people when people talk about like what what's some of the best Christmas horror movies you've ever seen? I'm like, uh P2 is definitely up there. It's so underrated. I feel like nobody talks about that movie. I know, and I just did a a post about like 10 Christmas horror movies, and I completely forgot about that one. And I saw someone talk about it afterwards. I'm like, damn it, that would have been a good one to put in there. So good. Um, It's easy to forget it's even a a Christmas horror movie because the poster doesn't have anything Christmassy on it. It's kind of like Dead End. Yeah, Yeah. I I consider it a Christmas movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies, but (laughs) people don't really see it as a Christmas movie. (laughs) because it's not advertised as such yeah yeah (laughs) uh so this movie stars ted levine as big bob and i feel like he's mostly known for 
like Silence of the Lambs, honestly. Because he yes. plays Buffalo Bill in that movie. Which is crazy. I totally forgot that, that was him in that movie. I was like, what? He's <laughs> so young in it. I know. Uh, he's in The Mangler. Uh, as we said before at the start of the episode, he also does the voice of Rusty Nail for Joyride, which I just thought was super cool. Uh, he's in Memoirs of a Geisha and Shutter Island. Uh, Kathleen Quinlan as Ethel, and she's in Apollo 13 and Horns. Uh, Dan Bird as Bobby. He's in the Salem's Lot miniseries, A Cinderella Story, Heroes, and Easy A. Uh, Emily DeRaven as Brenda, and she's in Lost, Remember Me, and Once Upon a Time. Uh, Vanessa Shaw as Lynn. She's in Hocus Pocus, Eyes Wide Shut, 310 to Yuma, Come Out and Play, and Side Effects. And then I forgot, <laughs> I did forget to to write this in my note because for some reason, the way IMDb had the um, the cast list set out, I don't know if it was like highest paid to, but the guy that plays Doug, uh, the actor that plays Doug, uh, Aaron Stanford, he's like the main character in this movie, pretty much. And I forgot to put him down for some reason. <laughs> Brendan was like, me- Brendan messaged me and he's like, um, you forgot to put him down. And I was like, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but yeah, he's in he's in a lot of good stuff, actually. He's in the X-Men 2, uh, X-Men United. Uh, he's in the X-Men The Last Stand, uh, Live Free or Die, uh, Numbers. And then he's also in 73 episodes of Nikita. And I think that's what people most know him from if I'm not mistaken. Uh, He's in six episodes of The Walking Dead and 47 episodes of 12 Monkeys. And that's all I have him down for as far as that goes. But yeah, no, I I feel like everybody in this movie is so fucking great. Such a stacked cast. I Um, love uh, Dan, is it Bird? Is that how you say those? mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I love him. Me too. Cinderella story. (laughs) I love him in Easy A. (laughs) Yes, yes. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> you guys uh, smell you that? that? No, I've never seen these. Yeah, actually. Oh my god, we're watching that one it's day. So good. <laughs> Do you smell that? Ew, stop. <laughs> so, so good. Funny. So oh funny. Oh my god. Um, uh, the budget was fifteen million, and the opening weekend in U.S. and Canada was fifteen point seven million. And the total gross for U.S. and Canada was forty-one point seven, and then the worldwide gross was seventy million. So this movie made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it did. Just to be expected, but because <laughs> it's a good fucking movie. Yes. Um, and then I do have some fun facts here. So the gas station set was built on location in Morocco. It was so authentic that occasionally someone not involved in the production would stop to buy gas. <laughs> imagine (laughs) just driving along don't mind us (laughs) just just need to get some gas no big deal we'll be out in a jiffy (laughs) yeah uh pump and go guys let's go uh at around three minutes the photos of mutations that play during the opening credits are not of atomic mutation but birth defects caused by the use of agent orange in vietnam oh so that's like really freaky that they actually use real pictures of yeah i did not know that yeah Yeah, because i read all the fun facts the other day so yeah i didn't i actually i read the ones for cabin fever and that's why i was like i kind of want to go in blind for this one so i can like react (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's that's crazy yeah uh, the mutants were created by cgi physical effects or both most of the mutants with full def- deformations 
uh, were created by prosthetic makeup, but the deformed children who were playing were digitally distorted using tracking dots on their faces. Ruby was a mixture of the two using the tracking dots for distortion and prosthetic teeth, which personally, I don't think they should have used the tracking dots, period, because it doesn't look very good. We'll get into that later. But that <laughs> whole scene with the two kids where he finds the two kids in the house, I'm like, that does not look very good. Yeah. <laughs> it, you can tell it's CGI for sure. Um, there was allegedly great difficulty shooting the scenes where a gun was pointed at the baby, not because the child was too scared, but because it kept trying to play with the gun. Oh. <laughs> and I think there's even shots of the baby reaching for it too, if I'm not mistaken. Like it keeps like reaching its hand out. <laughs> oh, so clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, so innocent. <laughs> Uh, Wes Craven and producer Peter Locke originally wanted to film the new version in the exact same desert location as the 1977 film, but when they went out to scout the locations, they found a number of condominium developments had been built. Which would have been kind of cool if they would have filmed in the same exact place. That would have been kind of awesome. Yeah. Because uh, did they film, was it Bakersfield, California, that they filmed this? I can't remember. Oh, I, I like, have no idea. Oh, yeah, I know they filmed it somewhere in California, the original one, but um makeup artist uh greg nicotero was featured as cyst the mutant with the halo headgear oh cool which i personally think his design is the coolest of them all i think his like yeah he looks fucking gross too (laughs) they all look great like just they they all have their own unique yeah i just thought they looked really cool oh yeah uh the movie and the original were inspired by the legend of accident Alexander Sonny Bean, the psychopath head of a Scottish clan that reportedly killed 1,000 people to feed their inbred blood brood. Uh, Bean and, and company would set booby traps for travelers and then attack. Eventually, the disappearances drew the attention of Keem James VI, who put an end to Bean's reign and massacred his entire family, although some say the whole thing never happened and was a smear campaign by the British. Many still believe in the Sonny tale. Oh. Freaky. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just also kind of reminds me of that family. I don't, I can't think of what their names are at the moment, but that's what Sweeney Todd is based off of. Have you heard of that family where they would have travelers come in to their uh, place and they had like a, they had like a trap door in their house where they would like slit someone's throat and then open the trap door and dump them down it. Oh, I didn't didn't know about that either. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's what Sweeney Todd is based off of. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, not cool, but you know what I mean. (laughs) No, I thought it was cool too. Don't worry. (laughs) We're on the same uh, wavelength here. (laughs) We're all psychopaths here. It's fine. (laughs) Um, This last fact, I was like, thank God they didn't put this in the movie. Originally, the trailer attack scene was supposed to be more gruesome. Alexandra Aja had the idea of replacing the birds with kittens and having the mutants put the kittens in a blender with milk and turn it on for the mutants to drink. He pitched the idea to Wes Craven, who strongly disapproved and was fearful people would copycat the scene, which they probably would. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good call on Wes Craven. Yeah, that would have been too far. I honestly think if he would have put that scene in there, I don't think I would like this movie that much. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you. That's intense. The 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 ripping the head off the bird and eating it is bad enough. So it's like Yeah, leave the kittens alone. <laughs> leave those poor kittens alone for real. <laughs> um but yeah, those are all the fun facts I have. So uh with that cool. being said, I think we can just jump into the the film discussion. Perfect. So um so I I like this whole opening scene. I really do. I think and I love 
love, love, love the music in this movie. I fucking Ooh, love it. Too. I wrote that down. I love it. It's so good. Um, I think Tom and Andy direct or uh, composed the music for this, and they've done so many good scores. Uh, they did uh, the Strangers. They did the Strangers score as well. Ooh. Okay. And I'm yeah. pretty sure they also did the score for P2 as well, if I'm not mistaken. But it's so, so it's so memorable too. Like whenever you hear that, dun, dun, it's mm-hmm. instantly what I think of. It's super oh, intense. Yeah. So fucking good. Um. I like how this title card shows up too, because it says between 1945 and 1962, the United States conducted 331 atmospheric nuclear tests. Today, the government still denies the genetic effects caused by the radioactive fallout, which, and I say to that, the government denies a lot of things. So it wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Not to get political here, but uh, the government (laughs) denies a lot of shit. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> who knows what the fucking government is hiding let's let's be real here a lot yeah uh but we get that really cool scene with the hazmat guys because they're out there and they're testing for like the radioactive fallout and there's like some guy that just like which is which is kind of confusing to me at the same time because i'm like this happens like pretty recently compared to like when the family goes out there and it looks like this place has just recently been like had fallout or whatever and then the family gets there and it's perfectly fine yeah does that make sense maybe certain areas are more affected than others i'm not really sure how it all works yeah i don't know the mutants are uh they're like really radioactive too because his radioactive meter didn't really start going off until he was impaled that's true i'm assuming it took that meant like it the what's his name pluto was getting closer and closer to him so his meter started to spike and spike i didn't even realize that's what it meant that that like what was happening there yeah they're just checking the radiation levels okay that makes sense that's why they catch the really bad cgi fish at the beginning of the movie i was too focused (laughs) on uh like the shots in their point of view and i'm like something gonna pop up (laughs) that's what i was focusing on yeah and something does pop up because then the one yes. guy there's like a bloody guy that just like pops out of nowhere i loved that me too it's this intense scare right off the bat yep and then all of a sudden you fucking see this pickaxe go through the one guy's head like through yep. his little helmet and then w- one of the other guys there's like two other guys and they're like you know testing the water and he gets like fucking stabbed through the the chest and he's been like swung around like fucking pluto is just swinging him around smashing him against it's pretty brutal because he's like smashing against rocks he's like (laughs) he's not playing around yeah Yeah, pluto just lifts him right up too no problem yeah just flings him around and then the other guy like goes running and you see him kind of like climb up a cliff and then he gets dragged back and then i love the shot of the truck just pulling their bodies behind it like by chains they're just like limp dead bodies so cool (laughs) it's brutal but it's really cool and then we get into this really fucking cool opening title sequence this is probably one of my favorite opening title sequences of any movie it is really cool just everything blowing up and yeah well i love how it starts with the one lady from the 1960s she's like my cake is ready (laughs) (laughs) she like goes to open up the uh, the oven and it is and then um, I love the song that plays. I can't think of what the song's called, but the song that plays in the background is really cool too. It's yeah, super really like hillbilly. Too. It's very like, yeah, very 60s, very, very like country for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Um, but then you get like all these different shots of like what it looks like, which atomic bombs and shit scare the living crap out of me because yeah. the damage that those fucking things can do when you're seeing like the houses just being blown to smithereens, it's insane. Like the damage that that shit can cause. And then it like in between those shots of like buildings getting blown up and completely obliterated, you get like random like flashy cut sequences, which I feel like that was like a very big staple in early 2000s movies where it was like the flashy like cut editing when it came to like opening sequences or, you know, I feel like Saw kind of started that whole thing. It is very Saw-ish in my opinion, the way it yeah. shows certain things. I really but, like, liked it too. Oh, I love it. Because you get like all these different pictures of like, you know, the mutations of different people. Oh, it's so creepy. Which are real, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Which is even more wild now. Next time I watch it, I'm going to be like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really set. I feel like this opening scene really sets the tone of like what you're getting into with the rest of this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, like it, it really, it really kind of gives you a preview of, of shit to come. But uh, then we, after the title sequence, we get into the gas station scene with the gas station attendant and he uh, he's walking around because he's, I think he's looking for Pluto or Jupiter or something like that. And he comes across the mine shaft and he's like, is that you, Jupiter? I got some buckshots for you. <laughs> he's so hillbilly. And am I mistaken? Am I right in thinking that he's the same guy that's in Wrong Turn as well? I, I think know. he is. I think he's in Wrong no. Turn too. No, I know who you're talking about too, but no, he's they look very similar, but no, it's not quite him. Okay. And uh, that guy uh, in Wrong Turn, he was in the first two movies. Okay, yeah, because I know he's in Wrong Turn too, because I know there's that scene where he gets like blown up by like the dynamite or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember that scene very clearly, but for some reason, I thought him and that guy were the same person. So very no, similar, though. Very similar, yeah. Like they even sound kind of the same too. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's he wanders away from the gas station. He's looking around, and he comes back, and there's like a bag on the front stoop by the door, and he's like, "I told you, I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he takes the container in, and like he opens up like one. It's like a foam food container and there's like a fucking ear and some teeth inside of it so that gross. was gross that was yeah. super gross he's just not phased at all either he's yeah like, damn it another ear yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the third time this week guys come on <laughs> at least you could do is bring me a nose next time or something jesus <laughs> but uh yeah and so this is when the family shows up and i will say I think our issue with cabin fever is completely the opposite with this movie because I fucking love every single character in this movie. I love them too. They're also likable. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but they're like, they get to the gas station and they're uh, kind of like chatting and what's his face is waiting to um, for gas. He's like, what's taking so long? Cause we get big Bob and uh, Ethel and, Ethel gets out of the car and he's like, I told you to stay inside. She's like, I need to stretch my legs. <laughs> I just love how like the opening scene with him looking around the gas station, it's so like quiet and abandoned and just like gritty. And then as soon as the family shows up, they're all in like colorful clothes and it's loud. Yeah. And it's such a change. And I like, I, I completely buy that these people are a family. Like, yes, their, their whole 
um, vibe with each other, the way they interact with each other is so realistic. Like I love the whole family dynamic in this movie. And I just, I love every single character because they're all different. And like I said, with cabin fever, like the thing that, the thing that's funny about the Hills have eyes is that Hills have eyes is just almost about the same amount of time as cabin fever, maybe like 10 minutes longer, but like, for some reason, this movie is better at giving us more character development. Definitely. It, it also spends more time with the family too, before and like even after the the car accident, it still spends some time with them. Still, just them having like simple conversations, yeah. and coming up with a plan and everything like that. So they are like superior. Superior. Yeah, I can't speak right now. Um, <laughs> they're definitely like way more developed than. Uh, the cabin fever for sure yeah there's a lot of oh, like yeah. heartfelt moments between them and like even just the brotherly sisterly like teasing but then like it switches to like them caring about each other like yeah it's definitely much more well done oh for sure for sure but but the thing i really love about this uh gas station scene is like not only does it set up like the family dynamic and how they interact with each other but it also like sets up this uh preconceived kind of rivalry between Bob and Doug because Doug is in the trailer with Lynn and he's like tell me again why we couldn't just fly to like every other normal person and he's like oh yeah because Bob wouldn't let they wouldn't let Bob fly the plane or whatever and Lynn's kind of just like stop like just knock it off and he's like what your dad your dad can't stand me you know so it's like you can tell that Doug and Bob do not like each other they've been at odds with each other ever since that ever since he met Lynn um and I like how this there's there's this uh, rivalry between them because, you know, Doug starts off as this very passive person. He's not violent. He does not like guns. He's not into that kind of stuff. But then he has to turn into like this like violent person to survive towards the end of the movie and protect the rest of his family, which I, I just love that whole dynamic. I think it's great. Yeah, I do too. And that's like a whole thing with this movie is that uh big bob like can totally belittles him all the time and uh you know teases him uh, puts him down and uh it sucks that it takes doug forever to learn that yeah he's gonna have to nut up or shut up here in order to protect his family but yeah um yeah it's just that uh big bob just doesn't feel like he'd uh doug would be a good protector for his family at all here doesn't like guns or anything masculine i guess you know like, <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't even see doug as a big sports fan either personally but i don't i don't be. i don't blame him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm with doug on that i don't i don't think i don't like sports either so not into it <laughs> but i like how they're standing outside by the gas pumps too this was something else i thought was really funny because uh, the gas station attendants asking them where they're going and they're like oh we're going to san diego and um bob's like isn't it illegal don't you know it's illegal to smoke near a gas pump because the one guy's smoking a fucking cigar and he's like oh yeah and he just keeps just doing laughing. it anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then brenda and bobby go off you know somewhere else they're like by the outhouse and bobby has to go pee so he goes inside the outhouse and then you get like that jump scare of somebody watching him which yeah. is creepy as fuck Ruby taking a sneak peek at what Bobby's packing. <laughs> <laughs> the house is also disgusting. I would never. 
Yeah, oh, I definitely would have, I would have stepped right back outside and peed on the outhouse rather than in it. <laughs> you might as well pee on the outhouse. It's just <laughs> nasty, so, you know. <laughs> but, um, and this next scene is why I don't fucking have dogs. This is why I'm a cat person, because cats aren't going to get me into situations like this. I'll tell you that much. So fucking beauty gets out of the trailer and she like goes inside the gas station and she's like sniffing around and barking and making a big ruckus. So Lynn follows in after her and she finds the room with like the big purse on top of the table. And then the the gas station attendant catches her in there. And that's when he gets the idea to give them the shortcut. Yeah. The move seals their fate right there. They're fucking dogs, man. The dogs give them an excuse for the the other characters to wander. Yeah. Do you think she actually saw anything in the bag? That... Because she didn't say anything after. No, and it's she didn't seem to really care either. I feel like if I saw that, I would go back to my family and be like, "Hey, things are a little weird." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know if I'd even say anything because it didn't seem like anything was like incons like like super suspicious or anything. Yeah, it's not like she saw the the ear container wasn't like wide open there or anything like that. So no, that's true. Yeah, it was just yeah. debating on how much she actually got to see. But when in this guy's case, why am I risking it? I'm sending these people off. Yeah. To their doom now. Probably yep. just assuming that she saw the worst and yeah. Fucking those fucking dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so the gas station attendant tells about the shortcut. So. You know, they end up driving off and I love how this desert landscape is like really a character as well because it's so barren and so fucking like desolate. It's probably obviously one of the worst places to get stuck out in the middle of. That would be terrible. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Not only do you have to deal with the elements, but then you have to deal with like fucking cannibals that are living out there as well. So it's just like a very unforgiving environment for sure. Do you would you would you guys if uh, a gas station attendant told you a shortcut would no. you guys take it? No, I would not. No? Not if you look like he's that. Sketchy as fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, nah, we're gonna stay on the main road. Thanks, though. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever do it either. I think I'd just be like, no, I know which way I'm going. Thanks, though. Yeah, it's way too sketchy. Yeah. Maybe if it was like in a normal like city. <laughs> yeah and a person was like super friendly and like yeah but that's, like that yeah but that's the thing about bob's character he's like where we're going we don't need no roads like he's like i don't need a road to drive he's very like one of those people that's like super de- uh super like oh i love guns oh let me handle this woman i can do this like he's just i don't know he's an ex-cop like they talk about how he was an ex-cop at one point and how he wants to uh what is it? Start like a satellite company or something like that? Like a he wants to start a um, a security firm. Security firm. That's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> Bob is just the kind of person that's just like, nope, I can, I'll do it my way, you know. And he ends up getting his family killed. So it's nice. Good job, Bob. <laughs> but um, I love how they're driving, and Brenda's like, this is so fucked. Brenda's like my favorite character in this movie, yeah. by the way. I fucking love Brenda, and. <laughs> Ethel's like, watch your mouth, young lady. And then she's like, this is bullshit. And then his dad's like, watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that part. <laughs> and he's like, mom, she's like, mom, didn't you grow up in the 60s? Why are you so uptight? <laughs> There's like a really sweet moment here, though, with uh, Ethel and uh, 
the dad big bob or whatever yeah because they're talking about how like they you know how they met each other and it's like so sweet he called her like a little hottie in the past and then kissed yeah. her hand yeah. <laughs> so, like you know they have a good relationship which makes you know the future of this movie all yeah, that more sad <laughs> i definitely believe they've been together for the last like 40 years yeah yeah, this movie's fucking bleak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets bleak real fucking quick, too. Um, but then I love how it cuts from that to Doug and uh, um, Bobby in the trailer, and Doug's like smoking a cigarette. And Bobby's <laughs> like, What if uh, Lynn catches you? And he's like, Fuck your sister. And then he's like, Well, what if Big Bob catches you? And he's like, Fuck Big Bob, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, he, what he says when pe- the, the big dogs aren't around, eh? Like, yeah, he's yeah, all tough. He's all tough in front yeah. of Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, when the dad's around, he's nope, radio silent. He has nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get into like this car crash scene, which is really cool because you see like the road. And I love how you see like the little lizard on the road and then the fucking spikes come up and just completely kill the like chop the lizard into pieces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I think it's just kind of a funny little cheesy touch. Yeah. Didn't stand a chance. <laughs> nope. Poor lizard. And then uh, obviously it blows out the tires, so then the tr- uh, the truck crashes into a big old fucking rock. So they're basically screwed at this point. And I love how um, Big Bob is like throwing a big fit, and <laughs> he's like, "It's hot out here. It's everybody's fault, all of you." <laughs> when really it's Bob's fault because he's the one that fucking you know drove them out there in the first place. But and I love how. Um, he's trying to like be all like smart with Doug like he's like Doug's like can you fix it and he's like with what? what 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 can I fix it with the axle's broken like what the fuck can I fix it with <laughs> they're uh, just like I love how uh, finally Doug's kind of just like had it with him and he's snapping back at this point yeah we'll give it to Doug though like or Bob though it, it is a pretty stupid question like come on look at the car <laughs> <laughs> does it look fixable yeah i would have said that too i definitely definitely would have gave it to doug a little bit there not in a bad way but i definitely would have been like what am we gonna fucking fix this with man like would you got a front end of a car for me i could just put on yeah <laughs> like because the car is total there's no way that you could possibly get that thing running again no not at all um but i love how like the dogs get out the dogs get out multiple times it's like these people are so careless I know. So they, leashes? <laughs> they leave the door open to the trailer they fucking let the dogs leave all the time it's ridiculous and um so bobby goes after the dogs and then we get the scene with like the the guns where they're talking about like shooting rattlesnakes and scorpions and shit and ethel's like i thought you were i thought those were gonna stay locked up and bob's like i thought you weren't talking to me <laughs> i really like that too that made me laugh me too and then i also love when he's like when bobby's like come on doug shoot it It might make you feel better and he's like uh bob's like no doug is a democrat he doesn't believe in guns (laughs) there's just so many good moments with this family and like i think those are probably like some of my favorite parts of this movie like before all all hell breaks loose because it's like this family is like so i don't know i want to hang out with this family they seem so cool and they seem pretty realistic like there's still the bickering there's still like the moments but they all they're they're all still likable despite the the little fights that they're having 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you get Brenda and, you know, she's like sunbathing in a chair and yeah. <laughs> yeah zero helping from Brenda. Yeah. Like I'm on vacation. I'm going to get a tan. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's like, next time I swear to God, next year, I'm going to Cancun with my friends. And yeah. Lynn's like, you know, there might not be much more, many more of these family trips. How right was she? All right, she is, girl. There's, For, there's foreshadowing. <laughs> there's a moment here too where um, Big Bob is drinking water and then he splashes it on his head. And I'm like, my thoughts would be like, if I just crashed in the middle of a desert, like, I would not be wasting water. Yeah, conserve that shit. You don't know where the next water is. Yeah, it, it could have been I, like a quick decision, but it was a quick dumb decision. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing though. I was like. Shouldn't you be conserving your water? You're kind of in the middle of a fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> Splashing on his bald head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a sunburn now. Yeah. <laughs> and then and I love how Lynn's like, you know, if you want to go to you want if you want to go to Cancun with your friends, you're gonna have to get a real job. And she's like, Oh, you mean like the one that you have? And then Lynn's like, I work with Bob at the or I work with Doug at the store. And uh I love how you hear in the background, you hear Doug's like, can you get me my whatever? And Brenda's like, I'll be right there, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I I just, I can't speak enough about how much I love the family dynamic in this movie. Like, like you were saying, Sam, it just feels so realistic when you're watching it. Like you, you believe that this family has been a family for years. Like it's, it's crazy. Like the, the chemistry with all the actors is so great. Like, I don't feel like you could have found a better casting of people than this film, honestly. Yeah, even with Brenda teasing her sister there, like, they were, like, sharing some smiles and laughs there in that moment, too. So, yeah, uh, it's just kind of heartwarming and then not. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then it, then it takes a turn real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what, the, okay, so I have one little issue with some of the clothing attire. What's up with Lynn's dress? The eye oh, was I know what the fuck too. is that thing. It was very Mennonite. I that's why when <laughs> I was watching it, I'm like, are they Mennonite? Is Doug? Is that why? No, they she... wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to swear. Well, uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, I, it was questionable. It, it threw me right off. I actually had to make a note of it. <laughs> what is this dress yeah where did this dress come from show some ankles <laughs> what is this what is this head to toe fucking like no part of your skin is yeah even exposed the, even, even the patterns all like weird and old like ish I, I don't know i, I would just... not be wearing that dress in that heat no and, and unfortunately she gets caught dead in that dress too i would not be caught uh, dead in that outfit uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that outfit is horrible they really kind of and like and uh the actress that plays lynn like she's really gorgeous like in i remember like i had the biggest crush on her in hocus pocus when i was growing up i was like she's so pretty they kind of ugly her down in this movie like she's not ugly but she's like why didn't you make her like really pretty i don't know i don't understand it like why is she wearing this fucking (laughs) yeah i still think she's witness, but yeah the dress really throws you off (laughs) it ain't cute that's for sure (laughs) um but then she goes into the trailer and you get like that shot of like the light like she can see like a a flashing light in the hill in the hills and then bob bobby comes and fucking there's that jump scare where he slams against the window yeah asking for a twinkie yeah (laughs) can you get me a twinkie and uh this is when bob and doug leave to go find some help so and then ethel's like can we pray before we leave and brenda's like oh come on mom 
<laughs> I know, but I love this shot when I... they're all huddled around and they're saying their prayer and yeah. then it zooms out, zooms out, zooms out, and then you get the like the shadow of the binoculars. The, the binoculars that are just being watched. I know, um, I loved it too. I was like, at first I'm like praying, and then I was like, ah, but this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know their prayers are not gonna help them. So yeah. <laughs> um and then we get this next part where it's like they're they're kind of sitting around like this table that's set out outside of the rv and brenda's got her feet up on the fucking table and her mom's like please get your feet off of the table (laughs) i love this scene me too cracking jokes (laughs) yeah because she's trying to give ethel's trying to give lynn advice about like she's like if you keep going from the breast of the bottle to the breast of the bottle like you're not gonna be able to and then lynn's like well thank you for the advice but it's my baby yeah <laughs> i like then, how they give each other I, I like advice but then they like they're not afraid to throw it right back at them you know like mm-hmm. there's really good uh back and forth between all the characters yeah and then they have like that joke about the chronic about weed and pot and yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then uh brenda goes inside to get something and of course she lets the fucking dog out again so uh then uh bobby goes to run after the dog and it cuts to him like going through like the desert and he's trying to find her and he hears her like yelp and so i know me too which is so coincidental i wanted to bring this up when i was watching this i was like what a coincidence that we just watched cabin fever and a similar thing happens to the dog in that one i wrote that down oh did you yeah it it looked the exact same I was watching and I was like, what a coincidence that we did two episodes that both have dogs in them. Um, also has like a group people dynamic as well. I'm like, what a coincidence. Yeah. And even the way the dog was found, like just like cut open down the stomach. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what it looks like when it's been gutted. Yeah. 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 And, and then you get like these shots of like this uh, girl, which is Ruby. She's like in a red she's in Bobby's like red sweatshirt because he brings it up earlier he's like where did my sweatshirt go Brenda and she's like I did not touch your smelly sweatshirt (laughs) but uh like yeah Ruby's wearing it and she's like watching him and he goes up to the dog because he finds her dead and he like lifts her up kind of like the the way the hermit does in cabin fever and she's like split cleanly in the stomach like you can see Ooh, it's gross and so he looks way better Ted than cabin (laughs) fever yeah yeah definitely made my stomach hurt I don't like dogs dying i don't think anyone does (laughs) no no thank god he didn't include the cats yeah because my god yeah (laughs) we have enough animal slaughter in this movie as it is we don't need cats too um but um yeah so as he's running back he ends up falling off a like a small little cliff into like a little ravine thing and uh ruby comes down and she's like sitting there with him and then she looks up in the uh, I think it's Goggle, the one that's like has the binoculars the whole time. He's eaten one of the fucking dog's legs. Yeah, I would like. There's a poor citizen choice here from the uh, mutant cannibals here. Bobby's knocked out. Why wasn't he taken, or why wasn't was, at least the gun I taken off of him? Thought that too. Yeah, maybe Ruby was like kind of like safeguarding him. Maybe like, like swaying them away, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Maybe she convinced them that they could get together and then that one of their babies wouldn't be so deformed so then they could air out the bloodline a little bit. You know what I mean? I wonder how yeah. long he was laying there. A long was, time because yeah, it's it dark, dark. When, by the time he fucking wakes up. because Not one of them thought, oh, that guy's got a gun on his waist. Yeah. Oh. 
Maybe we should uh, get rid of him <laughs> yeah. or at least get the gun away from him. I don't know. Um, I was thinking that same thing though, too. I was like, why didn't they just take Bobby when they had the chance? Cause they do it with Doug later on in the film too. They like let Doug like get away multiple times. It's like, why don't you just fucking kill him? Yeah. 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 No problem killing everybody else in the fucking family real quick. Like why didn't just, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't have a movie if that was the case though. So, you know, you kind of have to <laughs> let certain things slide, I suppose, but um but then this is when doug is like walking through he finds like the crater with all like the vehicles in it and i don't know about you but like he just kind of goes through this like it's no big deal like he finds all these cars if it were me i'd be like this is sketchy like why the fuck are all these cars out here yeah Yeah, he's kind of having fun with it like he said it was basically like going through the twilight zone but it's like he treated it like it was a thrift shop like what'd he come back with like (laughs) a teddy bear and a fishing pole i think too didn't he yeah like he went shopping that's scary <laughs> though like there were dolls in the back seat and there's blood on the cars like there's blood on the one handle of the car like yeah. clearly families have been like murdered <laughs> yeah i like how it's hidden in uh, the bottom of a nuclear bomb crater too like where the, the that's clearly where one of the bombs went off right yeah so they yeah. just hide all the cars in there because then they do that really cool shot of it like backing out from the crater and you see like a whole bunch of different craters like all over the place yeah it's kind of cool um but uh then this is when we go to nighttime now and this is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when bob gets back to the gas station because like i remember vividly seeing this this scene one specific scene when i was a kid and it fucking scared the shit out of me because he gets to the gas station he goes inside and he's like looking around for the attendant and he goes inside the room and he sees like all the newspaper articles about like the nuclear tests. And then he also sees the articles with like the missing people. And like, he puts two and two together. He's like, Oh, you son of a bitch. Like he realizes what he did. So he goes back out there and uh, he goes to start the car and you hear the guy in the fucking uh, outhouse, the attendant. And so he opens the door and the attendant's like, I'm sorry. And then fucking just blows his head off with the shotgun. It's so this part was wild. Yeah, what an amazing practical effect. Yeah, they showed so everything. Good. It looked yeah. really good. It was cut very well too. Like it almost, it almost seamless. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I just remember seeing this when I was a kid, and it scared the shit out of me. And the yeah. creepy voice right after going, when he's like, like "Daddy, Daddy." Daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear him like, "Daddy." Oh, it's so scary. Yeah, like that, so creepy. This scene still creeps me the fuck out every time I watch it just because I'm just like, oh god, no. Yeah, me too. But... Did you guys know that the gas attendant is the grandfather to all the mutant kids? Okay. Oh, he is? If you look at the wall, there's baby pictures of all the mutants. Okay, that makes sense. I noticed the baby pictures, but I wasn't yeah. really sure. I thought maybe he was like maybe the dad of one of the a couple of them but i'm assuming he would be maybe he's the, the, the dad or the grandfather, grandfather, yeah. grandfather yeah that would I mean, make sense i didn't even realize that he was a grandfather like i noticed the baby pictures but i didn't notice that he was i didn't put that together so yeah <laughs> I, i've read somewhere that he's the he's either dad or the grandpa or oh, okay yeah this parental figure figure yeah and he leads the people to them i guess yeah he's the most normal one right yeah yeah uh yeah i don't know just this whole fucking scene is so scary (laughs) um because then he gets in the car and the one guy that's eating ethel's heart later he's like in the back of the car 
He and looks like, so familiar. I cannot. I don't know who he is, though. I don't either. I didn't put uh, him down because he's not like he doesn't have like a huge role in this movie, but I'm curious to know what else he's in because he does look familiar to me as well. He just has like a specific look, I feel like. Yeah, he's very a uh, very distinct look. Yeah. But this car scene is really violent too, because fucking he just starts smashing Bob's head against all the windows of the car, and you just see blood splattering everywhere. Yeah. And then Bob is like put on like this little like makeshift gurney type thing that they're like wheeling him through the little mine. And this is when it cuts back to Bobby, which I'm just like, how the fuck long was he like knocked out for Jesus? Because it's like literally nighttime now. So it's been a couple hours at least. So I'm yeah. just like, how? Big Bob survives it though. I don't know. He's, he is a tough guy for a cop. He got smashed yeah. around that car really good. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so Brenda's out looking for Bobby and ruby's still there with him which is so sweet of her what a sweet girl ruby is because she's just sitting there like waiting like waiting with him while he's like knocked out and um and then it cuts to them in the trailer like stitching bobby up and they're talking about how like they heard breathing over the cb radio and you can tell bobby's just like completely freaking the fuck out at this point because he's like what he's seen so far he knows that something's not right yeah and uh so like when he i really 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 like dan bird's acting in this movie as well it's i feel like it's so realistic me too i like how he gets into like full protective mode of his uh like mom and sisters Mm -hmm. like as soon as he oh sorry what i just said i do too sir oh no you're good (laughs) no because i like when he hear when he first hears the sounds outside he's like no stay in here and so he goes outside and almost literally like shoots doug in the face (laughs) because doug like comes out and he's like Jesus Christ, Bobby, put the gun away. And then he's like talking about like we were just discussing how he's talking about how like he brought all this stuff back, which comes in handy later, like the fishing lying and uh all the other stuff that he finds. It definitely comes in handy a little bit later when they need it, but um he finds out that the short like he lets them know that the shortcut was just a dead end, that it led nowhere. And uh so everyone else goes to sleep and I like how Bobby's trying to keep everybody in the trailer. He's like, okay, everybody just stay in here. We can, we can, we can just sleep on the floor. And <laughs> Doug is like, this is a three per, this is a three person trailer. We do not have the room for this. <laughs> He's just trying to keep everyone together. He's so scared, <laughs> but trying to play it cool. I know. Yeah. The worst part, that's the worst part though, is that he just, uh, he doesn't say anything. I know. When he knows he should, but he just, he doesn't want to, um, doesn't want to create panic. But then again, he's leaving his family vulnerable because he's not getting them prepared for what could possibly happen. Yeah, what would you do? I'd I'd say something. Oh, so would I. Me too. I wouldn't be able to hold that in. No. I'd be like shaking. (laughs) Yeah, I would be traumatized. I'd be like, no, we need to get the fuck out of here. All of us need to go together. We need to hike back to the gas station. (laughs) I I feel like this is like some more like male masculinity toxicity coming from big bob's like point of view when he told told bobby like he's like you're the man you're the man yeah. you know brenda you listen to bobby he's the man while i'm gone <laughs> yeah so he's trying to keep it all to himself and try to solve the problem without informing anybody yeah. else he doesn't even tell doug until later and doug's the other guy right yeah so, <laughs> yeah so, some questionable choices i think because personally i would have told everybody what was going on yeah me too because then everybody would be on high alert at least. 
and yeah. like not as so nonchalantly like okay well i'm just gonna go to bed now separately yeah but then we get into this uh very intense scene this is probably the hardest scene to watch of the whole movie because this is when brenda gets attacked in the trailer and as that's happening they created diversion with the dad so then everyone leaves the trailer uh with brenda in it by herself with the other with uh pluto and the this scene's really disturbing because the dad they fucking strung the dad up on like a post and lit him on fire yeah it's horrible hard to watch yeah everything about this the scene is just absolutely terrifying the reveal when brenda wakes up to pluto like brushing her hair yeah oh it's just a quick cut to his face staring at her like up close i was like oh fuck yeah no no way and they keep her quiet and like the whole scene is super quiet and then all of a sudden this like tense music comes and everything's like shit's hitting the fan (laughs) yeah yeah because then uh this is when um lizard comes into the fucking trailer and he fucking eats the bird he rips the head off the bird and fucking like drinks the blood like squirt like squeezes the oh it's so gross and then uh yeah we get into the uh the very uh i mean it doesn't show very much thank god because i feel like the i feel like the 1977 version the west craven version is a lot more drawn out if i'm not mistaken we've i've never made it through the movie i so. haven't seen it yeah i've never really seen it i feel like from what i remember i feel like the rape scene in that one is a lot more oof. yeah just, this I, one this one had like no thrusting nothing like degrading like it was, it was implied, yeah like, like her hands in the blinds and like him like making noise like a noise like a woo or whatever he did <laughs> something gross <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> pretty get, much uh, you get pluto looking at the baby and you can you get to pluto's um face looking at the baby making like funny faces while this horrible act is going on in the background just like blurred out and it's you can see more of Pluto's face and you can see what's going on behind. That's yeah. why I say this is like, it's so hard to describe a rape scene. Like, I know. like that was sounding horrible because it's absolutely yeah. terrible, but it's tastefully done. Yeah. There's no like aggressive, like, like, like I said, thrusting and like just, yeah, it's not last house on the left or oh, I, spit God, on your, yeah. I spit on your grave level rape scene where you're going to yeah. feel like super sick after watching it. Yeah. <laughs> It's still like a hard to watch scene, but yeah, like you said, they did it well enough that it's like, it almost needed to be there for her to become like what she does. I I almost wonder though, if the rape scene was a lot more uh, worse before, because I read there was another fact on here that said that it originally had to like, they had to like cut like two something minutes out of it to get like an R rating because it was going to be originally an NC-17. So I wonder... My mm. wonder is if this rape scene was a lot worse than it actually is, and that like that it ended up being in the final cut. I don't know. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Did do you watch the rated cut or the unrated? I have cut? the unrated cut. So okay. So do we. So then it's not much different. It's really not. Um, like the it, this is oh this whole scene is just so hard to watch. I mean it's disturbing, and because then because then after uh um they get to bob's body when they're trying to put it out with the fire extinguisher they hear brenda screaming from the cabin so then um or from the rv so then lynn goes back and this is when she encounters all of them in the um 
in the trailer and he like fucking rips her shirt open and we get that really cool shot though because there's that shot that they use for the poster where his hand like touches her face like i think that shot's really cool yeah. like where he brings her, her his hand to her face that shot's really cool but then he like rips her shirt open and he starts it's so gross he starts breastfeeding from her yeah she keeps like a strong face though like she's like almost like a brave face for her sister like she was a really strong character i found and she could have been but obviously i think she made, this, <laughs> she made the best decisions she could in the moment to try to save her daughter right yeah yeah lizard had a gun pointed to yeah yeah time. and the baby's just reaching for the gun of course <laughs> the baby's like yeah um <laughs> And then uh, Ethel comes in behind him. She's got like a big fucking rock and she's she was going to smash it over Lizard's head. But then uh, Pluto like screams out. So Pluto fucking shoots her and she just goes flying back like into the fucking back at the trailer. Would that happen? I don't know if that would that actually happen. Uh, I don't know. It was a big gun. Could have. And it was That's up true. close. Yeah. That's true. I don't, just, know, I don't know much about guns so <laughs> i don't either but it just feels like super like extra that she just like flies like <laughs> completely her body just flies into the back of the trailer um and then fucking uh lynn takes a screwdriver and stabs it into his leg so then he shoots her like point blank in the fucking head and you just see like the blood splatter all over the baby's like the baby has like that little thing above the the cradle and it yeah. splatters all over that and then he drags Brenda out. And I have to say, like, Emily's acting in this movie is so good. Like, her scream, like, she should be a scream queen. Like, I'm surprised that people don't consider her a scream queen. Because, like, her scream is so fucking good. She did a really, really, really good job acting in this movie. Yeah. And he's, like, got the gun to her face and he goes to shoot her, but the gun's out of bullets. So then uh, that's when Bobby comes back. So then they run and he's like, I'll come back for you. And so they leave. And he run as he's running he's like the bitch stuffed me like a pig <laughs> so gross i didn't catch that part oh you didn't hear that no oh. yeah as he's running off with pluto he's like the bitch stuck me like a pig <laughs> so gross um and so then we get back to um doug enters the trailer and he finds ethel and then he like this part's so sad because he finds uh lynn on the floor and and to add insult to injury she's not dead yet because she ends up like gasping for air like she yeah um and then she ends up dying in his arms basically and it's just so oh the scene is so hard this was a really sad scene yeah that jump scare really got me as a kid when this first came out when, when she gasps yeah when she comes back yeah. to life and oh. then uh i felt like doug needed a little more time to process this in some actual like scenes like at least at least like linger a little bit longer maybe make his reaction just a little bit longer so we can really really feel it but that's just my personal opinion. i guess maybe he moves on to wanting to find his baby right yeah so. no i agree though i think we should have had a little bit more of a moment where he's kind of in his like feelings a little bit because we get a little bit of like him reacting to it but then it kind of like immediately like oh shit the baby yeah and so yeah I, I don't know i'm with brendan though i kind of wish we would have gotten a, just a little bit more of that yeah but then you find out that they took the baby with them and uh then we get this, this really um sad scene with ethel and and uh doug because she's dying basically like she she's not looking so hot and she's kind of telling him how um 
she's like, where is everybody? Are they in the, are they asleep? And he's like, yeah, everybody's asleep. Bobby's in the back. And she's like, I understand why Lynn loves you so much. Like you're so sweet. Cause he's like, can I get you anything? And she's like a blanket. Cause I'm, cause she's dying. So she's cold. And so he puts the blanket over her and then she just dies. And Brenda's sitting, is Brenda sitting there next to her? I think she is. Oh, and I can't she, remember. I'm not sure. I, I thought little... she was in the bed still, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I was more focused in on Doug and just how it was like a sweet moment for him caring for her as she was dying. Yeah, so sad. This is this whole, like we talked about it a lot, but this whole scene is just so hard to watch because it's just, it uh, and not to mention like the family, like most of them get picked off in this scene, like four out of the, what, seven of them. <laughs> are all dead now yeah half the family's gone yes. over half. <laughs> it's crazy um and this is another scene that's like really fucking creepy because then doug and bobby start getting into a fight because bobby's like i don't fucking care i'm gonna go kill him and doug's like just think about it for a minute like look at what they did to your mom look at what they did to your sister like and he's like it's just because you're a fucking pussy like my dad was right about you and they kind of get into like this little scuffle and then you hear like over the the walkie-talkie you hear like gargle it's so creepy like the voice comes back and brenda starts freaking out because she's like he said he was going to come back for me and then you see like a shadow go by the window next to her yeah that that i can't even imagine what brenda went through that's like traumatizing i would never be the same again yeah the amount of therapy you need after that oh my god um so then bobby and uh Doug go out to look for where the voice is coming from and you see like just the 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 arm of the one guy that got because you see the shot of the um guy that's been looking through the binoculars he gets his throat ripped out by one of the like uh by the dog which is great yeah the dog gets uh beast gets some revenge action going on so his kill count is beating all the people right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, so he he rips his throat out and then he fucking rips his arm off too because you see his arm just laying there with the walkie-talkie still in his hand. And um, so then they're kind of talking about like what they're going to do. So then it cuts to the next morning and you see Doug walking with Beast and they're walking to the mine shaft and they're going through that little tunnel, which is so crazy. I don't know if I'd go through there by myself. Like, the way he's like just walking through this dark tunnel all by himself with nothing to... Nope. yeah i wouldn't <laughs> he's got the dog with him but i mean i thought this was a good uh this could have been a really good way to set up him uh maybe like there needed to be a scare in there or something i know there's the shadow walking by which i'm assuming it was ruby i put down yeah. who, who was in the cave but like there was no attack or anything and honestly yeah. i wrote down that it kind of reminded me of like going into narnia like there's like this tunnel that takes you to this town a less magical narnia obviously <laughs> but it's like just this mine that takes you to this town and that's the pathway to go yeah, like i guess you get a little bit like more history with the cannibals because they you see the minor graves that have been there for who knows how long but i think it was just a wasted opportunity for some altercation with one of them yeah I kind of I kind of like that there isn't an altercation though because I feel like that scene kind of keeps you thinking that something's going to happen the whole time which I kind of like so I kind of almost like better because then it's just more intense I guess because you're like oh he's going through the start cave someone's something's gonna pop out so I kind of like that they didn't go that route yeah I put put down too actually that I appreciate uh, I appreciate that there's a decent gap 
in between action after the last scene so you can have a breath and decompress afterwards yeah (laughs) yeah for sure so then we get this scene with uh brenda and bobby and they're back at the trailer and brenda's uh setting a tire on fire because they're trying to get a smoke signal so that somebody can see it and come help them and you see bobby putting the stuff that doug brought back to the trailer from the you know the cars that he found to good use because he's using like the fishing pole that he found because i love how lynn's like what how are we going to go fishing in the middle of the desert i thought you said you were going to find help because she brings that up to him when he brings the stuff back to but it ends up actually coming in handy because then he like ends up putting like fishing wire around the entire perimeter of like the RV so that if anybody comes, it'll like notify them because they've got like one of the baby toys hooked up to like the fishing rod. So that if anyone comes, it'll it'll move the fishing rod and let them know. He's smart. And, oh, yeah. And I like this little moment that Brenda and Bobby have because they kind of have a moment where she's like, maybe somebody saw the maybe somebody heard her calls and Bobby's like, nobody's going to hear the fucking calls. And he's like having a moment and, you know, Brenda's like crying and then they kind of have a moment where they're holding each other. And it's just so sad. I like that moment too. They're hugging and you see that they're brother and sister. They care for each other. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's more of that really good uh, character development between the two. Yeah. And just their acting is so good. Like their portrayal mm-hmm. is just so fucking like you believe that they just went through something super traumatic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just even, a nice I like that moment. It's nice. Like even knowing these aren't like top list actors, everybody is fantastic in this movie. Like oh, even yeah. the the mutant cannibals are like all of their characters, you just like despise, you know, they're all <laughs> everybody is just so great. The mutants are so good at acting, like when they act all like hectic and they're banging around on things. And- yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's insane. <laughs> All their creepy voices and their heavy breathing and just uh Ugh, yucky. It just makes you feel icky. When you watch this movie, you have to shower afterwards. You're like, oh yes. god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I really think this like town set is like really cool. Like he gets he comes across like this town that they used to test for the nuclear weapons and stuff, and there's all these like just creepy mannequins everywhere. I like, love just, that. Me yeah. too. They're all set up like on the swings or at table. Like, yeah, creepy. Oh, that's so creepy. And then he cut like he comes across like this little generator outside his house and he goes to like uh turn around and walk away, but then the he- uh the headgear guy comes and he's like dragging a body with him. <laughs> and uh then him and him and Beast are hiding inside of a car, which I, I always think it's funny when they do things like this in movies. It's like, how do they move from point A to point B without being seen or heard? Yeah. Yeah, I know they they he closed the door somehow too to the car without making a noise. But I guess he was right beside the generator. So maybe that's how they kind of got away with it. Kind of drowned out the noise. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's just it's just funny how like he turns around and no one's there. So it's like in that one second that he turned around, they just happened to you know, I don't know. It, like, it's just the way it's edited, I guess. It's funny. I like the uh, design of that car, too, because the windows have mattress or, like, box, I guess they're not box springs, but, like, mattress springs in yeah. the windows, so it looks like it might have been, like, a previous victim's car that was trying to keep these guys from getting in. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even think of that. 
Yeah, I kind of came up with a story in my head as I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> well, why, why would they need this car to be like this? Like, maybe this is clearly a victim's car and they just like stapled all these things around to. My brain did not go there. Mine did. That, that's that's creepy. Because yeah, it just seemed convenient to put the dog in there too, because it was all caged <laughs> in. It was like a kennel pretty much, right? Yeah. 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 Because he, le- he ends up leaving Beast in the car because he. Because he first goes up to the window next to the generator and he sees his baby like laying on a bed in the house. Rolling around on the bed. I'm like, that baby's going to roll off that bed. (laughs) Where's the supervision? Yeah, seriously. Doug's not even sneaking around either. He is like full on standing, looking into this window, wiping dust off of it. Like, what if there was a, one of the people standing in like in the room and just watching him wipe the thing off? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not creeping around at all in this town. No, he's just nonchalantly walking down the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude. Like, yeah, be dis- don't be discreet or anything. It's fine. You just got murderous cannibals after you. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's his first. It's his first time doing a recon, guys. So maybe we should give him a break. <laughs> so it's his first time around. So we'll 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 forgive him for his uh, transgressions, I suppose. But <laughs> but yeah. So he goes in and he comes across the bald lady. Which fun fact about that? The the actress that plays the bald lady, she actually shaved her head for a thousand dollars. Like she told him <gasps> that she would do it if they paid her a thousand dollars for it. So she actually oh. shaved her head. Don't they have like head masks that you could just put on? Yep, ball caps. But she she wanted the thousand bucks. She was a method actress. She wanted the you know she wanted the experience. She was gonna do it anyways, and then they told her they'd give her a thousand bucks, and she was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. I was gonna do it anyways. <laughs> I was gonna do it for free, but you know, cool. <laughs> yeah. So he comes across her, and she's just sitting in a little rocking chair. So he goes to pick up his baby, and he goes to like. Go, leave the house and she ends up like popping out of nowhere and basically knocking him over the head and so then it cuts back to bobby and brenda and they're still like setting up the booby traps and they're loading lynn and ethel into the car which is just so sad so the bald lady saw him walk by in the tv reflection to get the baby oh yeah she, she did she doesn't react but like when she sees oh, him, i didn't notice that yeah when she sees him walking back the other way she like it almost looks like she's shaking her head to the TV, but she's shaking the. She probably shaking mm-hmm. her head at him. I got right? a silly boy yeah, coming you, into my house. Yeah, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> Which yeah. is very clever on her part. I love that she like kind of plays, cool. plays as if she's very uh, naive to the what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that too. That. Just so she can get the jump on him. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> not her first intruder. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not her last either. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're loading Lynn and Ethel's bodies into the car, and it's just sad because they have another like kind of breakdown moment for a minute. And uh, this, I will say, this movie is hard to watch all the time. I can't watch this movie all the time. It's a great movie, but it's just heavy. A lot of sad moments. It's very heavy, yeah. Um, and so then this is when Doug wakes up in that like little like fucking freezer thing and there's just body parts all around him. There's there's like a fucking guy's head like right over his shoulder right here. So gross. I would lose my shit. I'm super claustrophobic. And then to add on the body parts, like even if the bodies weren't in there, I would lose my fucking shit. <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the way it looks, you can almost imagine what it smells like in there too. Yes. Oh my God. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. That thing, that refrigerator's not even plugged in either, so... <laughs> no. You know it stinks. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, 
and the the effects in this film look so fucking good like those body parts look so realistic did uh greg nicotero since he had a cameo did he do the practical effects as well i think he did yeah yeah that explains he's he's excellent. he's very good yeah I was going to say, because like when I when I said his name on the fun facts, I was like, why does his name sound so familiar? And then I looked him up and I was like, OK, he's done lots of makeup stuff for other movies. So yeah, he like trained underneath uh, Tom Savini, who is like the 80s makeup and gore king. The godfather, yeah. What yeah. a cool job to have. Right? Yeah. I wish I could do that kind of stuff. That would be I, cool. That'd be I, fun. Yeah, I have a or friend. Just scare Brendan. Right? <laughs> Come home, pretend like somebody murdered you. You have your throat slit in the kitchen. You're like, just kidding. Jump up. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan would probably break up with you. <laughs> I wouldn't be impressed. But I'd get uh, yeah, no, that would be such a fucking cool job. I actually have a friend who's a makeup artist in LA. Like, she does makeup. Um, like professionally and her i'll have to send you guys her uh her uh instagram page but she's really good she's been cool. doing it for a while she's actually from here and then she recently moved to la to start doing work there so she's 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 picking up some good gigs she actually recently did a film uh with an actor that has like over a million followers i think on instagram wow. or something like that. good for her so, yeah she's i think i'm gonna have her do the makeup effects for one of my movies coming up so awesome oh, excited nice. yeah but uh Anyway, sorry, <laughs> that was a little bit of a tangent, but you know, we'll That's get back okay. to it. But uh, yeah, so then he ends up like breaking out of the freezer. And uh, at the same time, Beast somehow finds a way to get out of the car. Like he crawls underneath, like there's like a hole in the the floorboard of the passenger side. So he just crawls out from under there. And uh, I love, 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 love this whole scene with Doug where he's walking through the house and he finds like all like the the mannequin sat around the big table and then he sees like bob's body with the american flag stuck in the top of his fucking head yes and then you hear like the man with like the really big head like singing and so he goes in there and um he's like demanding like to know where his baby is and he's like i don't know where she is i never leave this place that guy is so gross because yeah. <laughs> then you get that one shot slimy. of just his head like yeah hanging over the chair it's so gross yeah. it's gotta be heavy yeah and then he's kind of talking about how like he's like your people they came they told us to leave our homes and then uh we went into the mines and they dropped their bomb you dropped your bombs and uh turned everything to ashes and then he's like you're you made us what we've become and which is kind of sad yeah like if you think about like their backstory too yeah because they i feel like they weren't always this way and then like they kind of got became this way because of that yeah yeah he then the one guy in the chair starts like laughing and he's like what's so funny he's like it's breakfast time and then you get this whole fucking <laughs> amazing scene with pluto and doug where pluto just bursts through this fucking like wall and starts coming after him with the big axe and uh yeah so then as pluto's trying to attack doug with the axe beast comes in and like grabs him on the arm which for me, if 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 I was Doug, I wouldn't have ran into that bathroom. I would have just taken the baseball bat while he was distracted with the dog and just beat him over the head with it. Yeah, I don't think at this point Doug has realized how far he has to go yet in order to get his baby back, you know? He hasn't yeah. been pushed quite to the edge. Yeah. Like he's still true. thinking I might be able to get out of this and I might be able to go run off and sneak away with my kid and run back and meet Brenda and Bobby and then we can walk to wherever. 
he doesn't realize yet. I don't don't think how far he's gonna have to turn into an animal huh. here. A barbarian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then he like barricades himself inside of a bathroom. Um, and then you get like the see like the shot of just fucking Pluto just smashing through the wall like it's a piece of paper. Like he literally just smashes through these walls like it's nothing. Yeah, and, Pluto is so badass. Yeah, yeah he's, oh he's yeah. And the way he just picks Doug up by the one foot and just swings him through the window, like <laughs> just picks him up and throws him like he's a fucking two pounds. And then he takes the axe and just chops his, like you get that nasty shot of the axe just chopping through his fingers. Oh, it's so bad. It yeah. looks painful. <laughs> well, Doug, uh, Doug stabs him with the broken baseball bat too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pluto just slowly pulls it out and then just cranks Doug over the head. I'm like, he, and he drops hard. I'm yeah. like, then like, there's no way Doug would get up from that. No, like, I know I wouldn't be getting up. That was hard. You felt that <laughs> hit. Yeah, and you can tell because his like vision's all blurred and he can't fucking see. And then that's when, yeah, that's when Pluto grabs him by the leg and just swings him into the through the window. And yeah. I love how Pluto just walks through the door next to it. <laughs> he just opens the door and like throws it, just goes into the room. And then yeah, that's when he chops his fingers off with the axe. Ugh, and that's a really good effect too. Like you see the little bit of skin when he pulls away, rip off. That oh, just didn't God. quite get cut. Oh, this is good. Yeah. And then uh yeah, so then this is when he you kind of think that Doug's given up because he's like kneeling and he's like he's like telling them like like please don't kill me. And they're all like taunting him. They're like, Don't kill me. <laughs> and then he takes like the screwdriver and stabs it into fucking Pluto's foot and then takes the the American flag pulls it out of Bob's head and stabs it through Pluto's neck, which just looks so cool. The effects in this movie are just chef's kiss. So good. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a real like animatronic when he stabs through the neck. Mm, mm-hmm. And then it cuts to them like having like the fake prosthetic is popping out. But for like the stab through, that was a whole um, animatronic mold of uh, the guy that played Pluto. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, it just looks so good it looks so real that was a really um, epic kill yeah and then to to add to it he also takes the axe and chops it over <laughs> he sta- yeah. uh he chops fucking pluto in the head with it so yeah three weapons yeah. bam 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 i think he needed that extra axe to the head for pluto <laughs> yeah was... oh same yeah because i don't think that neck injury would have would have stopped him no he's not completely <laughs> My note here is Doug kills with three weapons. Dot dot dot. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> him and him and Aaron from your neck should team up. I think they'd be a good duo. Doug became resourceful by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then I love how he goes. He goes outside and fucking kills the headgear guy too, because the headgear guy's coming around, and he like gets him in the kneecap with the the axe, and then. Uh, stabs in the back with it and then the guy's like on the ground and i love that shot of him with the pickaxe and then he flips the pickaxe over to like the the pointy part and just yeah. fucking stabs it through his eye it's so great so good that the effects in this movie are just top tier and then the guy that's still in the chair like with the the big brain guy he's like tell uh he tells lizard over the radio he's like kill the baby and then i love how the how fucking beast just gets his i wish we could see him tear the one guy in the fucking chair I apart know. though because you just growl the sneer just, yeah. he's ready to go <laughs> oh yeah this, this is beast up two kills 
Yeah. So for him and Doug are tied at two two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this is when Doug finds the two kids that are deformed, and she's like, "Mister, will you play with us?" It just looks so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I find that scene and all the animal deaths, like the lizard and what was the the fish at the beginning too. They all all bad, really bad CGI, and the fire too, actually for uh bobby's big bob when yeah, he I thought gets that burnt too. it's pretty rough looking <laughs> cgi at that spot too I so it takes me out a little bit scene, but yeah you, you let it slide yeah you know but yeah that was those are like the only three C, the only cgi things are the only things that actually bother me in the movie yeah it's it's nothing that like fully i don't know takes you out of it i guess it's not so bad that it's just like, oh, but I don't know. You definitely notice it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think that's just from time. They probably looked fantastic when this movie came out. Definitely. But over time, we've just gotten so much more. Was this movie 15, 16 years old now? I think it's 16. 16. That's crazy to think about. Oh, my God. Um, So then we get back to the scene with Bobby and Brenda again and the I like how it does like the slow zoom in on the um the fishing pole like to build suspense and then you just see it start going like because you know that somebody's like entered their uh perimeter and so they're like looking around for whoever it is and they come across like a tumbleweed so they just think it's a tumbleweed but then when they get back to the car the mom's body is like completely gone Mm -hmm. and so then Bobby t- like follows the blood trail because he's telling Brenda, he's like, go to the trailer and get everything ready. So he goes uh, to, he follows the blood trail and he finds the one fucking guy that me and uh, me and Brendan were like, this guy looks familiar. It's that same guy. I, and I figured he, it out too. Oh, what is it? Um, uh, Billy Drago. So Billy Drago was in tremors for legend of uh the legend begins he was in the hills of eyes he was in untouchables mm, okay one of the gangsters yeah he's got that very distinct face eh? yeah yep that's what i know him from is the untouchables yep. so thank you for looking that up because <laughs> that was gonna drive me crazy so <laughs> yes so they find the one guy and he's like literally has the mom's fucking chest cavity opened and he's eating her heart it's so gross and then he notices bobby and my thing with bobby and this this scene drives me nuts with bobby because as he's running he's just firing stray shots it's like quit yeah. fucking wasting your bullets dude I you're know, the one I... with the gun just shoot him i like... thought that too and then a part of me also was like why did you feel the need to follow the blood like just stay with your sister well i think he's setting himself up to be bait right it's because the sister is just in the trailer, just letting gas out all of a sudden. So oh, true. I think the idea was for him to go okay. out, run back to the trailer. Yeah, you're correct. Give him a follow. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Disregard my comments. <laughs> yeah. But my thing, is, my thing is, is why set this whole trailer thing up when you could just shoot him with the gun anyway? You have the gun, so just do that. I don't know. To get fancy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get creative somehow, but... <laughs> They're getting bored out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he's chasing Bobby back to the trailer. Bobby goes into the trailer and they set up like the where the sliding door to the trailer 
they put like a thing of matches with like the matchstick part, which I'm like, that's kind of clever. I love that idea. I love the whole like as soon as the door opens, it like strikes the the matches. Um and so like the one guy breaks through one of the windows and tries to fucking grab Brenda. So then they like tie his hands to the window with like bungee cords and then they climb out the back window of the the RV and so they go climb up like this really tall hill and the one guy finally gets free from the window and he goes to open the door and I love how he does like that weird like (laughs) 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 he's like smiling and then he like strikes it and he just immediately just blows up it's great that that character was gonna be slightly different because he's like the most normal looking one and he was a, a, uh, originally going to have a parasitic twin attached yeah. to him. Ooh. Yeah, yeah no. like popping out of his chest. Yeah. Ooh. What's that one uh, movie we watched? Malignant or whatever? Malignant, yeah. The, ew, that's what I think of. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wild movie, too. I, th- yeah, it was a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, yeah, he gets blown up. And uh, then we cut back to Doug and he's still chasing Ruby because he sees that Ruby's taken the baby. And uh, so he corners Ruby, like Ruby's running up this thing and he aims the gun at her. And uh, then fucking Lizard just jumps off this fucking cliff on top of him and they start fighting. And he has like that little chain thing from before, the little spiky thing. And he's like hitting Doug with it, which I'm just like, oh, that looks so painful. I it's love got, like, that weapon. Like, it's so cool. It's really cool. I've never seen anything like it before in any other movie. Me either. But he's like swinging around and hitting Doug with it. And um, that as he's like beating the shit out of Doug, Ruby runs to the top of this cliff. And um, so uh, Lizard goes and chases Ruby. Doug kind of is laying there because he like basically slams his head into the ground a bazillion times so he's like laying there and he sees like his wedding ring on his finger and i'm guessing that's what gives him the strength to stand back up again <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to word it i didn't wear it like that at all. <laughs> how did you word it um what did i say um making him realize that it's gonna do whatever it takes uh, pretty much yeah do yeah. whatever yeah. it takes yeah. that too <laughs> he finds the inner strength within himself yeah like he, he does get the shit beat out of him he does he takes a real beating yeah. <laughs> yeah um and so he takes the fucking shotgun and just starts beating lizard in the face with it and then he shoots him with it twice which for me i would have shot him through the fucking head too this is like the first time he uses a gun too yes it's like yes. all the movie he wouldn't touch a gun and then he finally does, and there's like that great shot with the sky. And the music is so epic. It's like he's like this yeah. angel going yeah. up. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I would have shot him in the head though, as well. Like when he's standing over the body and he's like making sure he's like dead, because he's clearly not, oh, yeah. uh, because of what happens next. But then you get like the him reunited with the baby, and as that's happening you see a lizard stand up behind him in the background. So then Ruby like mm. sacrifices herself by, yeah. you know, jumping over the cliff with lizard. And it's kind of sad. It's like, Oh, poor Ruby. She deserved yeah. better. Yeah. But she does like make, she was very redeeming character. Yeah. True. I guess she didn't really do anything to demean her either. <laughs> Cause it's not like <laughs> she was a shitty character or anything. Yeah. 
but um it's nice that she made like the ultimate sacrifice for people that she doesn't even know it tells a lot about her character yeah. that's true true it's kind of sad that she didn't survive though yeah kind of a bummer but uh then we imagine get... she survived and just like went home with them <laughs> <laughs> get in the awkward. van ruby <laughs> maybe some awkward family dinners after that very weird <laughs> so you want to talk about your dad there ruby <laughs> Sorry, um, this is actual chicken. I know you're probably used to eating actual human meat, but um, your diet's going to be changing from here on out. So <laughs> give you some meat and vegetables now. But uh, <laughs> uh, so then we get back to the trailer and the one guy is still alive. He's just like impaled. And uh, I love this moment with Brenda because she just like fucking house. Everybody in this movie has their moment of like, yeah. yeah. They each get a moment where they get to fucking kill one of these motherfuckers, which is just great. Yeah. So, so fucking Brenda takes the pickaxe and just chops it, like stabs him through the forehead with it, which is so good. So um, good. When, uh, what's his name? Doug has that sky shot. Brenda and uh, Bobby also have like a subtle sky shot too when they're beating someone at yeah. the end. But it's not as epic as Doug's. <laughs> it doesn't have the music and the, <laughs> the epicness. <laughs> they all have their moment to shine. Yeah, I just yeah. noticed that. I'm like, oh, there's the sky again and they're beating on someone. And I'm like, oh, they get a sky shot. <laughs> you get a sky shot. You get, you a, get sky a sky shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Um, and then this is like the part where they're all reunited, which is kind of a sweet moment. And then you realize that someone else is now watching them, yeah. which I'm like, yeah. I don't totally hate the ending of this movie, but I wish that there was like a follow-up to like what happened to them afterwards. Cause I like to believe that they got out of there in the desert because yeah. not only because I want to believe that because that would make it a better ending for me personally. So that's just what I'm going to assume is that they got out alive. Um, but there was also like the sequel. Originally, there was an idea where Brenda was going to be in the sequel. And really? she was, yeah, because the sequel, I think the sequel is like with the army people when they're yeah, out. Yeah. We watched um, I think Brenda was supposed to be one of those people. Oh, mm. that could have been cool. Yeah. Although I wouldn't put myself back out there again. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> maybe if they would have done like an aliens kind of sequel idea where friend is the one telling that the army that this is going on and they don't believe her so then they send in like a small team and then they don't come back so then they go back to brenda and they're like hey we need you to come with us to sh show us where they are you know that would have been pretty cool it's to totally ripping off aliens but yeah it been been <laughs> yeah. so to me it's cool because yeah. <laughs> i like brenda as a character i wish i wish we got more of her honestly yeah, yeah um, I'm, really, I'm really glad she got to to stab the guy at the end i liked all of the people that survived but me then too. i did like most of the cast too so it doesn't really count but <laughs> the the entire cast in this movie is just fantastic so yeah I'm glad uh, it's one of the movies too, where not just one person survives at the end. It's, uh, yeah, it's actually three people that survive, which is four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd. Five plus the dog. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beast. Good old beast. Can't beast survives him. too. Yeah, that's nice. But yeah, the ending. The ending is very open ended because you know it like zooms out again, and then you see that someone else is looking at them through binoculars, the type of thing. But like I said, I like to believe that they got out of there and they survived. Me too. The the idea that someone else is watching them is a little bit of like, 
a slap in the face. It's a little exhausting. <laughs> yeah. The sequel bait. That's all yeah. Is, right? Really? I mean, <laughs> and then you watch the sequel and you're like, they're way more like mutated than they were in the first movie. It just kind of gets to a whole other level of unrealistic bullshit. I don't know. I, I like the second one though. The second one's not bad. Although the second one is way more vile with its rape shit. Oh yeah. Like they taught that everything's up 11 on the sequel. Yeah, that's Hills Have Eyes, guys. Yeah. yeah. So good. Like, such a good movie. I mean, it's very bleak. Yeah. <laughs> it does not, it does not stray away from uh the dark, the dark shit that happens in it for sure. I can understand why this movie almost got an NC-17 rating. I'm almost curious to to know how much worse it was before they cut it down, though. Yeah, me too. Not that I may want to watch it, but I would like to know the facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even think there are that many deleted, sorry, that many deleted scenes on uh, the DVD either. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of like, not a lot of deleted scenes or anything, but I feel like this movie is pretty, I don't know. I feel like this movie is pretty straightforward. Like it has a good sense of pacing. It has a good, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like it lingers too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, with that being said, did you guys want to get into your ratings yeah. for this yes. film? So um, Sam or Brendan, either one of you want to go first? Quality rating, I gave it a nine. Um, I thought the cinematography looked good. Uh, it has some great shots. It sounds good. I love the score. Um, great acting all around. Uh, great gore. Yeah. And the mutants look so good. <laughs> Music is so um, fucking good. The only reason I didn't give it the 10, I actually had it at a 10 until our actual discussion because then you guys started bringing up the CGI and that kind of made me think about it a little more. Like I noticed it during the movie, but kind of it didn't bring me out of it. So I kind of forgot about it, but that is probably why I bumped it down to a nine. Um, story rating, I gave it a 10. I just, I love the story. It had solid, likable characters, um, great character development, and it made me like sad at times and happy at times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a solid story. I liked it. <laughs> Very nice. What about you, Brandon? Um, I'm almost going to do the same. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, for a story rating, I'm going to go 9.5 because um i do love these stories of of uh a character that seems weak weaker than everybody else because they choose not to choose violence instead of maybe just discussing things through kind of like straw dogs or any kind of movies like that and then they have by the end of it they're just like total badass ready to take them all down um and then for my quality rating i'm going to give it a nine because like Sam said, just the CGI moments just have not aged very well at all. And there's just a, the couple little um, mutant cannibals choices too that were just uh, a little bad. Like why didn't they kill Bobby and um, stuff like that. But like the movie looks fantastic and the score is excellent. Um, I don't know why there isn't a wax work record out for this movie yet. I know. Yeah. Um, the artwork, I can imagine how beautiful the artwork would that for that would be. 
like oh, for yeah. the wax work. Oh, it must be so beautiful. I think we should design it and then send it into wax work and they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, those are pretty much my scores for pretty much everything Sam said. So nice. And I'm I'm pretty much gonna match your guys's as well. I'm going to uh I'm gonna give the story a uh uh probably a 10 actually, because I I think even aside from like the little inconsistencies that we pointed out i feel like the story is just fucking solid i think you know the same issue that we had with cabin fever i had no issue with this film at all like the characters i actually care about every single character in this movie um their dialogue with each other is so good the the way they interact with each other is so realistic um i just love i love the family dynamic most of all in this film i think that's like the most enjoyable part about this movie to be honest with you um, I really like the scenes of the family like bonding before all hell breaks loose. Um, and then as far as like quality rating goes, I'm going to give it a 9.5 just because I think it's almost a near perfect movie as far as quality rating goes, because the acting is phenomenal in this movie from everybody involved. Uh, the the effects, as we've talked about, are amazing. It's just the little moments of CGI where it's just kind of like, nah, yeah. man doesn't look very good but i mean that's just like that's a small little nitpicky thing as far as like everything else goes because i was telling you guys before we even started this episode this film to me comes close second to evil dead as being like the best remake ever made honestly like the this movie and evil dead are like probably tied as like two of my favorite like horror remakes personally so pretty 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 solid movie i love it so i definitely getting into the imdb score thing (laughs) i absolutely disagree with the way it's scored on there yes me too it's got a 52 on rotten tomatoes that's wild i don't don't understand (laughs) uh so what did i say it was a six point was a 6.5 i believe i said or 6.7 or something like that uh 0.4 6.4 thank you um I think personally it should be an eight, like an 8.5. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I'm glad you guys agree with me on that because I just feel like this movie deserves way more than a 6.4. Oh, me too. I was actually really surprised when I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score because IMDb is a little bit all over the place, mm-hmm. but Rotten Tomatoes are usually pretty decent with their scores. So I was, I was taken aback actually when I saw that it was... 52 percent it's not even certified trash yeah i i'm 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 very disappointed with the people that rated this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah critics back then sucked critics still suck so True. <laughs> yeah critic critics lack the fun they're like oh this movie is just not intellectual enough <laughs> oh man but no i i i love the fuck out of this movie um as i said before it is a little hard to watch too often i don't often visit this movie all the time just because it's it's really heavy but when i do watch it i really enjoy it like there's not a single scene that i watch that i like skip through or get bored or anything like that so it's it's very good movie but yeah and i had a really fun time talking about this movie with you guys it was so fun I yeah, did too. too. I had more fun with this than Cabin Fever, to be honest. Me too. It was like a complete 180 of like quality and everything too. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. 
Whatever you fucking slut. <laughs> I set myself up for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. I had That's to. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but uh last but not least, what was your favorite scene from this film and your least favorite scene? You wanna go first? Yeah, these first. Okay. Um Oh, okay. My favorite scene, as much as it's really hard to watch, is just when the family initially gets attacked. It starts off super, super quiet, and then the music just ramps up, and it's just intense. <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite. My least favorite scene is Beauty dying or being mm. found dead, I guess, and just like the hearing her scream before and just, mm. just don't fuck with the dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. No more animal cruelty, guys. Jeez. Brendan? Um, so it's not really a scene, but it's like uh a shot of uh Doug walking back from uh the town with his daughter and the dog. Yeah. And there's this like flame kind of it's like cutting in front of him so it looks like he's like walking oh. back from hell you know yeah he's, he's survived hell he's bringing yeah. his daughter back it's uh one of my favorites i just kind of noticed it this last rewatch i was like that's like one of my favorite shots of this movie it's really um, good my least favorite shot is or scene um i don't really have any um i'll go with beauty dying as well because yeah i didn't have one either and that's why then i thought of that one i'm like yeah you know what i'll go with that yeah there's not really too much to dislike about this no there isn't no it's it's amazing um i think for me i think my favorite scene damn I just love all the scenes with the family before like shit goes down. Like those, those are some of my favorite moments. Like, and that's not even like where this, where the movie like fucking takes off. It's, it's just fun to get to know this family. Honestly, like I really love, like this is the kind of family that I feel like it would be so fun to hang out with them and just yeah. like have barbecues with them and, you know, go on vacations with them. They just seem like so fun. Um, but I also really love the scene where Doug is like walking through the town, like that entire, like, setting is really cool i love the whole um encounter with him and pluto where they're fighting like that whole scene is really intense and like very well filmed and like choreographed and it just looks really it looks really intense and really cool and i love it um so yeah that's probably those are probably like some of my favorite and then my least favorite scene is probably i i do love the cabin scene like the rv scene that scene is insane but i just i don't know i don't like the whole rapey stuff i know and i know you don't see a lot of it like it doesn't show it like it's it's very but it's still really distressing to watch yeah 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 so yeah it's understandable it's not like my least favorite scene as a whole just that one specific part of that scene i'm not a fan of yeah yeah no i get that other than that it's great it's it's um it's like we said it's a near perfect film so i think it's amazing and yeah so yeah it's hard to talk about about (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) um but yeah, no, that was that was really fun, guys. Thank you for yeah, being a part of this fun. episode. That was so cool. <laughs> First, thank you for having us on. Huh? Yeah, of course. Um, but before we before we end this episode, do you guys want to plug in your podcast, your page, one last time for the listeners? 
Yeah, we are Our Life in Horror on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And then our podcast is Our Life in Horror on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Very nice. Mm, and you oh, sound I, a lot smoother than me. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I also wanted to give you like a spe- I wanted to give you guys both a special thanks for buying some of my merch also, by the way, because that was really Yay. exciting. I was like, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no worries. I'm excited about it. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to get it. Yep. I'm excited for you to get it too. Thank you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, Sam's going to kill me now. No, it's okay. Brendan's staring at me like, what merch? <laughs> I wasn't sure if Michael got oh, on either. No. Yeah, that's why I was like, as soon as I said it, Merry I was like, Christmas. <laughs> it's okay it's just part of the gift he's got a lot more coming (laughs) you're fanning yourself it's getting hot in here oh god i'm so sorry sam (laughs) it's okay they're really nice (laughs) t-shirts oh no that was supposed to be a surprise for brendan i'm so fucking sorry sam that's okay that's why the other day when um you always message us on our 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 Uh joint account right and so i messaged him on uh my personal account and then that's why that day we weren't messaging on the joint account and brendan's like oh he must have something like he wants to talk to you about or something oh. and i'm like yeah i don't know i like he hasn't said anything but i'm just like playing it cool what the fuck <laughs> you were playing it very cool yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> and and leave it to me to fuck it all up i'm so sorry that that's was okay that's it's, okay. It's not the first time I've done something like that. One time, my best friend, uh, her her friend from Alaska, because she used to live in Alaska, and she moved from Alaska to Nevada, and her friend from Alaska, her childhood friend, was coming to visit her as a surprise, and her mom told me about it. And so literally <laughs> the day that her friend was supposed to get there, we're chatting about something, and I don't remember how it got brought up, but I was like, so what are you and Deandra going to do when she gets here? And Kari was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, what are you guys going to do when she gets here? And she's like, when she gets here <laughs> and I was like I felt so I cried for like the whole day after that I felt so bad because I just ruined the surprise and now I feel Aww. so bad because I was just like I don't know if you could tell with my face as soon as I said it Sam I was like and I, <laughs> at first I'm like there's some faces going on just keep playing it cool <laughs> <laughs> it's okay honestly don't worry about it there's lots more that he's getting so <laughs> it wasn't the and Brendan's face of confusion the whole time was like, what is hope? What is going on here? It's like, yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> Supporting the merch. <laughs> I was like, I just don't remember discussing this, but. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> oh. That's okay. That's okay. The cat's out of the bag. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler from, <laughs> from the We Love Horror podcast. You're getting some merch. So. <laughs> Thank you for supporting Sam. I appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> We're gonna be done with this recording, and Sam's like, "I'm never telling you anything ever again." <laughs> no secrets to Michael. <laughs> normally, normally I'm very good at keeping secrets, but in this case, I was just so excited about saying thank you for the merch that I've completely forgot what you bought the merch for in the first place. No, don't worry about it. Honestly, I'm not mad. <laughs> it's all Lord. good. Lord it's all God. good. 
<laughs> oh man <laughs> well at least he doesn't know what you got well exactly it's still no. a surprise <laughs> yeah he'll still be pleasantly surprised when he gets it so yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Sam. And I didn't just get you stuff. I got myself stuff too. <laughs> she treated herself and yeah. you. We'll be matching. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a really fun episode. Thank you guys for joining. I'm so Thanks. scattered right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us on. I'm so horrified that I just did that. Oh don't worry about it. Honestly, don't worry about it. It's not oh, a big man. deal. <laughs> but I can't wait to uh, come on to your guys' podcast. So yeah, we're recording with you this week. Thursday. Thursday. Yes. I'm 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 stoked. I'm so excited. So really, really, <laughs> really, really excited. So but yeah, thank you guys so much. This was fun. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find me at the We Love Horror Podcast on Instagram. Uh I have a TikTok. I do have merch as we <laughs> extensively just mentioned <laughs> he's got merch guys <laughs> yeah. if you want to surprise your significant other or your friends with my merch don't tell me about it I might great christmas it. gifts <laughs> yeah i might ruin the surprise so maybe don't tell me about it um but i also have a patreon which is really exciting because one of my friends actually and i thought it was you sam that had subscribed to my Patreon because on the last episode, it was the same day. Yeah. It was the exact same day, which was kind of a coincidence. It was a weird coincidence. Cause, mm -hmm. and I was like, Sam, did you just subscribe to my Patreon? Cause uh, my friend, Steven actually, uh, uh, he goes by Stevie on Instagram, but he actually became a $15 patron on my Instagram or on my Patreon. So awesome. as a uh, reward for that, he gets a uh, shout out in every single episode going forward now. And he gets a producer credit for my show. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Stevie, for becoming a patron. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with all that business aside, we're going to get out of here and thank you guys so much for being a part of this episode and we will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.